Blog Talk Radio. Now on Blog Talk Radio, you're listening to Wine Talk with Stu the Wine Guru. Thank you, thank you. Welcome to Wine Talk. I'm Stu the Wine Guru, and we got a great show for you today. Later, we will discuss what is the best Pinot Noir you have ever tasted. Now, to qualify that statement, I want you to think of the Pinot Noir that after you tasted it, you compared it to all others. I'll be taking your calls for that at 646-381-4860 or email me at info at stewthewineguru.com. We'll talk about some industry updates in my segment called Heard It Through the Grapevine. After that, I'll give you my review of great value-priced wine. Today's wine is from Chile and under $15. You'll want to stick around for that. I will make some red and white wine recommendations in my segment, Stu's Pick of the Week. Also, I'll mention a few wine events going on around the country. So if you want a good wine festival to go to, you'll want to hear my suggestion. Up first, my Heard It Through the Grapevine industry update. David Lake, the man who made the first vineyard-designated wines in Washington State, died this month at 66. He was a pioneer in winemaking. He worked 26 years at Columbia Winery. He also was the first to make Syrah, Pinot Gris, and Cab Franc in Washington State, and he will be missed by the industry. Now, this article intrigued me that was in Wine Enthusiast this month, so I wanted to read a little bit to you from it. It's by Kathleen McKenna, and it's about wine labels that can talk to you. Here's a little snippet. Now, introducing one further development in the wine information age, talking wine bottles. Allegrini, an Italian wine producer from the Val Policella region, recently launched wine bottles with audio labels. In much the same way, museum-provided headphones enable visitors to hear the history and content behind a specific work of art. Consumers interested in learning more about Allegrini's Amarones, Val Policella's, and Suave's can listen to winery owner Marlisa Allegrini provide information on the specific wine history, production, flavors, even ideal food pairings. Activated by touch, the labels deploy a new technology called eCoder, a device that's part scanner, part speaker, that then triggers a pre-recorded audio file available in a variety of languages stored in a special memory card. Okay, my thought, great for the winemaker, a bit annoying for the consumer. I mean, I can just see passing a bottle of wine from person to person with this technology at a holiday dinner and the voice going on each time someone grabs it to pour or at the wine store having to hear the history of the vineyard from five different bottles at the same time. My conclusion, well intended, but not well thought out. So now let's talk about some great value-priced wines. Today's choice is a 2006 Casillero del Diablo Reserva Privada from Concha y Toro. I know a lot to say. Wine Spectator gives it an 89, and I rate it a solid 93 points. This is a blend of 85% Cabernet and 15% Syrah. It's 
from Chile. It's a spectacular wine for approximately mm, $13.95. Dark, with hints of black currant, a little melted licorice, and maybe some roasted coffee notes. It's fleshy, and it is pure through the finish. This is great by itself, or you can pair it with a nice steak or beef dish. And the beauty is you can drink this all the way through 2010. Okay, on to Stu's pick of the week. Every week I'll be choosing a red and white wine that I recommend for the weekend or any occasion. So this week's red, I will go on record as saying, you guys can, on my inaugural show, you can listen back at this one because I am going to say this with total confidence. This is probably one of my top five wines that I like to drink. It's the 2005 Franciscan Magnificat Meritage. This is one of the smoothest blends you'll find out in Napa. 24 months in new French oak barrels. Now, Wine Spectator, okay, this is interesting, in my mind must have been sleeping when they rated this one, and they rated it 87 points. I give it a solid 95 points. It's a blend of 73% Cabernet Sauvignon, 23% Merlot, 2% Malbec, 1% Petit Verdot, and finally 1% Cab Franc. It's got amazing mouthfeel. Cherries, rich chocolate, black pepper, plum flavors. It's very, very supple. A nice texture and firm structure. And the finish is seamless. It's fruit and cocoa all the way through. The average price for this one is a little bit more expensive than I normally recommend, but it's well worth the $45 you're probably going to pay for it on average. Okay. My white wine pick of the week, Whitehall Wayne 2006 Carneros Chardonnay. Again, Wine Spectator, they missed this one by a mile and gave it 86 points. I give it a strong 93 points. I'll give you some of the tasting notes on this. Aromas, I got lemon, pineapple, some butterscotch, and just a, like a little hint of oak. The wine is crisp, citrus apple meets oak flavors. It's got a nice, long, lingering, and flavorful finish. And yes, okay, I'm saying it, it's a screw cap. And I'm a major advocate for screw caps. But more in respect to young wines, not older wines. And you should be able to find this wine for roughly $25 retail. Upcoming events for you wine lovers out there to get out and go to. Tomorrow, October 18th, if you're in Martha's Vineyard, Massachusetts, Martha's Vineyard is having their Food and Wine Festival. Host for this year, Bravo's Top Chef, Season 5 finalist, Stefan Richter. So if you've been watching the Top Chef, you know this guy's fantastic, and this should be a great festival to go to. Are you going out to the West Coast? If so, in San Francisco on the 19th is the Vinitali International Wine and Spirits Exhibition. Now, this is touted as the most successful promotional and commercial vehicle for Italian wine growing production. Nine stop-offs worldwide throughout the year involving the trade, chefs, sommeliers, and also the press. There will be seminars and guided tastings, so check it out. On the 22nd, also in California, in Grayston, world-renowned wine expert, the wine guy of all wine guys, Robert Parker, is having his sixth annual tasting and seminar. What's he featuring, Stu? I'm glad you asked. The 2007 Chateau de Neuf de Pops. So, if you love the de Neufs, you don't want to miss that one. Okay, well, you thought that Detroit only put out cars. Think again. 
if you're going to be in Detroit on the 24th, get over to the 28th Annual International Wine Festival. October 24th as well, from Salem, Virginia, the first annual, I love the name of this, Wine and Unwine Wine Festival. I got that one out. Finally, out of one of my hometowns, Brooklyn, New York. If you're going to be anywhere near Brooklyn on the 27th of this month, don't be stupid. Get over to the 12th annual Brooklyn Eats. It's a cultural food tasting thing. They're going to have 30 Brooklyn restaurants, lounges, cultural institutions at Abigail Kirsch, Stage 6 at Steiner Studios. So go, because I said so. Now, don't worry. If you missed any of the events I just spoke of, you can simply go to www.stewthewineguru.com and get all these and more on my news, reviews, and recommendations page. Last but not least, what is your favorite Pinot Noir, as I talked at the top of the show? Email me your answer at info at stewthewineguru.com, or you can call me at 646-381-4860. I'll hear what you got for me. Okay, I can see some email answers on this one coming in. Let's see. First one is from Josie Vino, and she says, I was just out at the Robert Mondavi Winery this past week and got to try their 2006 Reserve Pinot Noir, and it was the best I had ever tasted. By the way, really enjoying your first show. Thanks, Josie, for your email and the compliment. Okay, next is one from <laughs> She Wines, and she says, Hey, Stu, your show is fun. You got me hooked. Well, thanks, She. My all-time favorite Pinot Noir is 2005. Domain Druin from Oregon. It has the quintessential body and finish of the best you can get. Okay, now that is a good choice. I'm a big fan of Oregon's Pinot. Let's see, last one from, uh, this is a great name, Chad owes Anouf de Pop. Chad says, what about the Russian River 2006 Row 11? Hmm, okay. Smooth, silky, cranberry That's mine. Hey, Stu, I'm liking your show, man. I'll keep listening. Well, thanks, Chad. And also, nice, well-rounded Pinot. I enjoy the Russian River Pinots uh, as well as the Oregons. Finally, my choice, Stu the Wine Guru. Domain Serene's 2005 Even Stat Reserve. I personally believe that this is the best Pinot Noir, I think, period, and definitely the best Oregon has to offer. It's about as smooth as it gets and it has a nice, long, lingering finish that goes on forever. I have some time for some questions. Once again, you can call me now at 646-381-4860, or email me at info at com. I can see some email questions coming in, so I'll, I'll take a few. First one is from Kitty2. And she says, Stu, I just read your article about wine tasting on Shine, on Yahoo, okay, and want to know what to do if after you've looked, swirled, sniffed, and sipped, and you do not like the wine, can you return it? Will you be charged? Enjoying your show while listening in Indiana, where it's cold. Okay, Kitty, uh, thanks for your email and your support. I try to stay warm. Um, yeah, let me answer that. Yes, you can. You won't be charged. I, I would suggest... Telling the sommelier or the waiter immediately 
that you are not happy with the wine. The proper etiquette is that the sommelier or the waiter wants you to enjoy the wine and have a good experience. The tips and gratuity are dependent upon it. So ergo, good experience, good tip, bad experience, bad tip. Here's the caveat. You can only back, you can only, excuse me, send back one bottle of wine and the waiter, you know, or the sommelier, they're not going to question you. But, you know, more than one bottle and, you know, they start to get a bit irritated, especially if it's an expensive bottle or vintage. Okay, next is from Oregoni Vine, and it says, Hey, Stu, Dave from Oregon here. Is there a good red wine under the $10 mark? And if so, what is it? This show is more entertaining than the other wine shows I've listened to. Thanks for standing out above the crowd. I know where I'll be at noon on Saturdays. Thanks, Dave, for your support. I appreciate it. Now, I'm all about the wine and enjoying talking to everybody about it. So that's good feedback. Okay, in answer to your question, yes, there is. And it comes from Columbia Crest Vineyards out of Columbia Valley, Washington State. Oddly enough, we were talking about Dave Lake, the, the pioneer out of Washington State. It's their 2007 Two Vines Vineyard 10 blend. It's a blend of Syrah, Cabernet Franc, Sangiovese, Grenache, and Morvedre. Okay, the tasting notes on this, cherry aromas. I detected some cola, raspberry, maybe some strawberry flavors. It's a very smooth tannin. And the finish is silky. Dave, here's the best part. You can find it for about, mm, let me see, about $8 a bottle. And I call that my go-to bottle for the wine that has great taste, meets great price. Good question, Dave. Okay, another email question comes from GrapeNewbie45. And it says, Stu, love your show. My question is, I am a complete novice when it comes to wine. Could you please break down the process of how to sip wine? I mean, I've watched people do it in restaurants and don't understand why they're doing what they're doing with the swirling and sniffing thing. Thanks. And I will be listening to your show on Saturdays. Well, thanks for your email, Grape Newbie. And that is a very good question. I'll try to answer it as concisely as possible, constraints of what we have here on the show. But here's, here's my shot at it. Sipping wine, really, in my idea, is an experience you enjoy with all of your senses. So, for instance, you use your eyes to look at the wine and determine its color, its clarity. You know, that is why you hold up the glass to the light and against maybe a, a white tablecloth. The light gives you a look at the initial color of the wine. Is it deep purple like a Cabernet Sauvignon? Is it like a cranberry, like a Pinot Noir? Furthermore, the, the white tablecloth gives you a background to measure the color against, you know, to see some of the clarity in the color that you, you get out of the wine. Next, that swirling of the glass that you see is to bring air into the glass. And by doing so, bring out the aromas and the scents the wine has. Think about it. The wine may have been in a bottle, tightly corked for years. So this airs the wine out. Now about the nose in the glass and sniffing. And key in on this part, Dave. This is maybe the most important part of sipping wine. And I tell my clients enthusiasts this. Realize your nose and your nasal passages and your mouth and your throat are all interconnected. So your nose actually gives you a preview of what you are going to taste. Your nose is more powerful at perceiving scents and smells and aromas 
than your mouth is at perceiving taste. Now, although your nose tires quickly, it does recover quickly as well. So the sniffing should be done, you know, a couple times before you sip. Now that sipping and slurping and closed mouth gargle thing that you saw, that is the way of taking the wine from the tongue when you sip it and bring it into your mouth, to all parts of your mouth. So you can experience all that the wine has to offer. If you remember, you learn in grade school that the tongue has taste receptors and they distinguish between sweet and salty and bitter and so on. But see, with wine tasting, your mouth is completely involved. Your tongue picks up, if done right, what your nose detected. You may detect fruit or sweet, acidity or dryness, a lot of alcohol or very little. And the finish, as it's referred to, is the impression the wine left on your senses. So I hope that I've, I've kind of answered that for you there. Let's see. Uh, any other questions we have here? I'm going to take a look on, see if anybody's called in or anything like that. I think that might be the last question I have here. Well, that is all the time and the questions I have for today. I want, I'm your host, Stu the Wine Guru. I want to thank all the listeners who listened, called in and emailed their questions. Remember to come back here at blogtalkradio.com forward slash Stu the Wine Guru on Saturdays at noon for more wine talk. Also, for more information about anything you heard today or about wine, you can visit my website at www.stewthewineguru.com. Email me any questions at all at info at stewthewineguru.com. And as I always say, if it's time to pour the wine, it's time for Stew the Wine Guru. Drink up. <laughs>